0: the knowledge I have and my thirst for mastering the industry I'm selling to is what gives me my edge. Mm -hmm. It's not just that I have the best tactics to sell. Anyone can learn the tactics, anyone can rinse and repeat. But what I always did is I looked at payment processing at the end of the day, that's what I sell. And I looked at it as my major in college. I was several years out of college when I came here, but I studied it like the back of my hand because when someone asks me a question, I wanna have the answer and I wanna educate other people because when you're learning, you remember it and it makes you wanna buy from them.
1: From CEO School, it's Wind Down Wednesday. Pour yourself a drink and join us for CEO Happy Hour as we share the messy behind the scenes, straight talk, and real world advice to help you level up in leadership and life. Cheers. This episode is sponsored by the club, a quarterly box and digital monthly community to help you level up in leadership and life. Learn more today at join.theceoschool.co slash the club. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's Wind Down Wednesday. It's your host, Sanira Madani at CEO School. And today I have such a special treat for all of you because we are going to be interviewing um, one of my personal favorite individuals in my company at Stacks. Her name is Danny Fearman, and she is single-handedly one of the most incredible sales individuals, individual contributor in our organization. And she is our million dollar quota hitter. So she is number one in what she does. And she is a woman in a man's sales world. She works in corporate America, although yet be at a startup, but she definitely has, she's professional. She has incredible productivity tips and incredible sales tips, which I'm so excited for each of you to learn from. And so on today's episode, I'm going to be welcoming Danny Fairman. Welcome to the show, Danny. Thank you so much.
0: I'm very excited to be here and to get to chat with you. I know you've also have a lot of experience in sales, so it's also really fun to get to talk to you about this.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. It's gonna be a short episode, but I want to pack as much in as possible in this next 20 minutes. And you're also in sales. We're all in sales. (laughs) we all just agree. I don't know who's listening into the episode today or not all of us. If we don't think we're in sales, you're, you're thinking in the wrong way. Like we are all in sales. We're selling every single day, whether it's ourselves, whether it's us at our jobs, we don't actually have to be individual contributors like Danny, but we're all always selling. I'm selling to my kids all day long, right? Like we're always selling and sales is definitely part of our day to day. Yet as women, we've always really shied away from that. Yeah. You know, when I first started here,
0: I was one of the only women on the sales team. And it was a very, it felt like a little bit of an animal on the floor on our sales team. There was a lot of big voices and where I had come from previously, it was a bit quieter. It was a very small sales team. We, I was the only one in the office that was on the sales team. So I was a little intimidated when I first came here and I had to change my mindset on that because I knew I was never going to get very far if I didn't have my own voice and I didn't speak up. And I'll never forget the first time that, you know, everyone was going back and forth with all this banter. My first few weeks, I was very quiet and I was just taking it all in, trying to understand each individual person on the team's personality. And I'll never forget the moment where I finally stood up and I had a whole wise ass comment to say back to the guys. And they were all floored. Their (laughs) mouths just opened like, did Danny just talk? Danny just had a comment. And it really just opened up my personality and myself becoming really comfortable with the team. And it was in that moment that I realized, you know, these guys are really cool and they're really good at what they do, but I want to be better than them. And I want to beat them at the end of the day because they all had such great guys. I have nothing bad to say about any of them, but they have egos. And I wanted to have my own ego because I didn't have it before. And they helped me find my inner voice and help me find what makes me shine in sales.
1: I love that. And you definitely have we all have a voice, right? Why did you feel, why do women feel that we have to hide our voices? I think there are so many great quotes on Twitter, on Instagram. I see this all the time about us finding our voices. We don't need to find our voice. We've already had one. We've already had one. We're just afraid to speak up because we're not confident in that ability to speak up. And when you do magic happens. And now not only is Danny just she's not just like a top producer. She's part of our million dollar club. She's literally individually contributed to over a million dollars in revenue to our company and she's making bank for it. And she's driving a company car and she is literally the number one. She's outbeat every man out there on the floor today. And I know you want to protect your guys out there, but I will say that it makes me so proud to see a woman on top of that leaderboard in such a man's world. Yeah. And you know what? It inspires me every day. Sometimes
0: I look back and I think of, you know, when I was a little bit quieter, when I had first gotten out of college years ago, I was quiet. I didn't have my confidence. Like you said, I came here. I found my confidence. I found my voice and I, I guess I didn't find my voice. I always had that voice inside of me, but I felt comfortable enough to use it. And because of that, I started seeing what, you know, money talks at the end of the day. I love making money. It's what inspires me, It's what motivates me. And even when I'm having a bad day or bad week or a bad month in sales, what I do is I write a list of 10 things that I've done to inspire myself to keep me pushing. It's a bad day of work or in my sales day, it's a bad day. It's not a bad career. I'm not bad. It's just things aren't going my way. And at the top of every time I write a list, Number one is, look how much money you've made in these last few years. <laughs> I love it. 2 <laughs> I'm driving a company car. Three, I was the first person to hit the million
1: dollar club. Like how many people get to say that? I mean, I am so proud of you. And I love that you talked about money being a motivator and that is, there's nothing to be shameful about it. I think as women, we've money is a subject that we just don't talk about. We're not supposed to talk about money. We're not supposed to talk about how we're doing or what our pay is like and what our actual financial goals are. We don't talk about, we privately talk about our financial goals. This is something that I definitely want to change. And that I think we should be doing is talking more about money and having open conversations and money isn't shameful. Yeah. We've created so much shame around Around wanting money it doesn't make us bad to want money we're not bad people to want to create a life of financial freedom
0: absolutely you know at the end of the day you're the only person that's in charge of making your own dreams come true and i have big dreams for myself and how do i accomplish those dreams i've got goals in place i have benchmarks and a big benchmark is how much am i making each year because at the end of the day if i'm not hitting that goal of how much money i'm bringing in it's hurting my future At the end of the day, there's always ways to make up for it. But I'm very fortunate that I am a younger sales rep and that I've been making good money for several years now. And it gives me the opportunity to push myself forward and continue to have bigger dreams, bigger goals, whether it's the new house I want to buy, the next car I'm going to have, or for my future family and having that strong foundation. And I know it's not something that everyone's necessarily fortunate to have, but it's something that I've worked really, really hard for and something that I'm really proud of.
1: I really love that you said that. And I think sales is that avenue, right? For any, whether you are a business owner listening in, whether you are in your corporate world, whether you are actually in sales or not, I think it's, you can literally achieve anything that you set your mind out to achieve. And sales is like the, perfect vehicle to get you there and for you to measure that success. So Danny, I want to really take, you know, for the next 10 minutes, I want to learn your best tips in sales for those listening and also for those entrepreneurs out there that are individual contributors for their business or their teams are. What are the biggest tips that you can share that actually drive? Why do you have success? Why do you have success in sales? We want to hear them. Sure. A lot of things to unpack there. First is I never
0: stop asking questions. If I don't know something, I need to know the answer. But, and even if it means I'm going through five different people to find that answer, it's important to me that I know it and that I'm able to educate others on it as well. So that's something that's always been really important to me. And two, I always make suggestions. If something doesn't seem right, I'm not afraid to open my mouth and say, this is why this is not working. Here's three other options that I recommend that we start doing instead. My director probably hates me for it half the time. He calls me a suggestion box,
1: but at the end of the day, he loves it and he appreciates it. I love that. I think it shows your knowledge. I think it shows your expertise and you also become a consultant on the call, right? So it makes it less about the sale. I think the biggest myth about sales is like, it's actually not about the sale. Like people, people don't buy the product. They buy the person they want to work with the person that they're, they want to be sold and not in a salesy way. And I think sometimes sales has that connotation because it's not consultative, right? Companies that I've purchased from or products that I have bought, there's always something bigger than just the end, like sales, like the the features and benefits. It's not, it's really about that connection. It's that feeling it's what's this problem that it's going to solve for me. How is that going to transform me or how is that going to make me feel?
0: Yeah. And I couldn't agree more to that. At the end of the day, I'm not sitting here saying I'm the best salesperson in the room. And I'm one are, of the most knowledgeable, but you,
1: but you literally are. You're like the best salesperson in this room. <laughs> well, I say that because my, the knowledge I
0: have and my thirst for Mastering the industry I'm selling to is what gives me my edge. Mm -hmm. It's not just that I have the best tactics to sell. Anyone can learn the tactics, anyone can rinse and repeat. But what I always did is I looked at payment processing at the end of the day, that's what I sell. And I looked at it as my major in college. I was several years out of college when I came here, but I studied it like the back of my hand because when someone asks me a question, I want to have the answer and I want to educate other people. Because when you're learning, you remember it and it makes you want to buy from them.
1: I love that. And I love that. And you're so right. It's like really mastering. It's mastering your field. People want to buy from experts, right? And all of us need to be the expert in what we do right? It's no one else's job to be the expert. It's not a, here's this like handbook guide and um, go be the expert. You have to actually live it, breathe it. And I think the best salespeople um, and business owners as well, are the people that have gone through that process that have actually used the product that have actually understood the pain points of that customer and really went through that customer journey. And so many times I see that salespeople on the other side, uh, or even service professionals on the other side have never actually understood my pain point. They're just like, off of a script or they're like, they know what they think I need, but they don't actually hear me ask those questions to understand what is it that I actually need. And they're just, they're just selling the whole time. Exactly. And I'm not the type of person who just wants to have a line.
0: I want to have a lasting impression on someone.
1: I love that. And then tell me a little bit about your process, right? So, um, if someone's starting from scratch or is, you know, not having success in sales and maybe we can view it even from a entrepreneur lens, right? So, uh, maybe we have a young, early entrepreneur, they have a great product and they're so afraid of selling, right? They're so afraid of selling. They're so afraid of launching, or they're so afraid that no one's going to show up to the party. What are some like tactical steps? How would you go about building, um, your audience, your network? Like, how do you sell to them? Like what, what would be things that Danny would do today?
0: Yeah. So if I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, have a brand new product. I'm going to boast about it and show everyone how proud I am of the product and why it's so incredible. And I'm going to cater those conversations to the right market. I'm not going to go for the biggest and the best. You start small and you practice on those people who aren't going to be maybe the hugest needle marker for needle mover for the business. It's going to be those folks who, if I fail, that's Okay. I didn't lose out on a hundred thousand dollar account. Maybe I lost out on a $5,000 account and it gives me room to change my pitch and improve asking for feedback. When I lose a deal, I always say, what did I, what didn't I do to win your business?
1: Oh my goodness. I love that. We forget to even ask. We're so disappointed in ourselves. Like as women, we're such perfectionists. We don't, we're one, it's so tough for us to put ourselves out there. Cause like, it's not ready. It's not perfect. Our pitch isn't perfect. Our product isn't perfect. And what you're saying is get it out there and go iterate, and go find beta customers. That's what we call it in tech, right? Go, go find those betas that you're going to sell to. And it's okay if you don't sell it. Thinking about it from a practice, like you're practicing. You're not at the game yet. You're just practicing. So if you don't land the, the, the customer, it's okay. And then when you don't win it, you're actually iterating, and you're asking for feedback. That's genius.
0: Exactly. And when you fail, track what didn't work. And when you succeed, track what works because the next time you go, you're going to want to change your pitch because it's new, but you change little things at a time, make little tiny adjustments because you don't want to lose what made you win by accident.
1: I love that genius advice. I am so proud to have you on my team, Danny. Um, Danny, tell me a little bit about the blockers, right? So also in sales, I remember when I was in sales, I was in door-to-door sales. So I was actually selling payment terminals out of the trunk, out of my Volkswagen Beetle. I would show up to plazas and I would literally have to put myself in the right mindset. I literally remember I would like put my visor down. I would like look at myself in like my little tiny mirror on my like car visor and I would say, you just have to get one. Yes. Like that is like what I would tell myself. It was like my, I didn't realize that I was like affirming myself at that time, but I was just, I knew I was going to get told no so many times that day. And I would just wanted to tell myself, like, you're going to be told, no, you just have to get one. Yes. And then I would like put my visor back up and like, go pick up my little, my like roller cart. Like my, I had like a roller briefcase with like all of this stuff inside of it. And then I would go get my first no. And so, and then do, I would go all day until I got one yes. And then I was able to go home for the day. So that was something that was like, that works for me, but it was so difficult. It's so difficult to be told, no, not everyone's going to buy from you. How do you get through that? What are some tips that you have for that?
0: I'm so grateful when I get a no, because it means I'm not chasing a maybe. Oh, It helps me save time. If someone's honest right out of the gate and says, I'm not interested, I'm grateful. Thank you for telling me that because I could have just spent the next three weeks chasing you down
1: to get a no from you then. That I've never looked at it from that lens. You're absolutely right. And then you just saved all this time by getting the no and saved yourself time to go find that next customer who's going to say yes. Exactly. I love that piece of advice. Thank you for that. Danny, welcome. my next question, um, as like a top producer for the company, right? You've got a lot of pressure, you've got growth, things are moving. Great. How do you keep yourself sane? What are some things that you can, how do you like keep your mind sharp? How do you kind of like manage your time? I'd love to learn about your personal hacks as high of ach- achiever as you are. You're always working or it seems like you're always working. So how do you stay <laughs> sharp and on top of your game and what can we learn from you?
0: So a few things, I'll be the first to admit that I'm the crazy person that likes to start my day early because it means I get to work out and have an hour to myself. It doesn't have to be any type of crazy workout, but it gets me in the mindset of I earned this hour for me and I'm grateful that I have the time to give myself that hour. And after that hour, I get my day ready and then I start work and I didn't just wake up an hour and a half ago. I woke up three hours ago, so my mind is awake, it's alert, and it is ready to crush the day. And then once my day starts, I start off by checking my email, responding to any reply, any important emails, and then I go check out my calendar and see what do I have in line for the day. I live and breathe by my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it's likely not going to get done, unless Siri is sitting there reminding me to do it. So, I check to see what meetings I have, and then I like to spend my morning preparing for those meetings. So, whether it's doing a comparison for a business or putting together a proposal or doing a little bit more research for a large meeting I have, I like to knock that out in the morning. Then I move into call blocks and email blocks. I like to keep things consistent. I send, you know, I'd rather knock out 10 calls at a time than go from call to email to meeting, to call, to email. So I space my time blocks around what's scheduled on my calendar. It's it's so much easier to swing through 10 calls than to have to shift out of the mentality of making a call and then typing up an entire email. So if you're not doing call blocks, I highly urge that you do. It will simplify your day and it will help make your day move so much smoother.
1: So like for those that are, that are what for that are listening and not watching, um, on video today, I'm literally smiling ear to ear because Danny, you embody every single thing that CEO school stands for, and you've heard it. It's time blocking. It's managing your time. It's being prepared. It's waking up and having a great morning routine, getting your mindset ready. It's not just about the sales, all the things that go around it for, and you're setting yourself up for success. And with, with that, this is literally million dollar advice from a million dollar sales individual, and we're so so happy and honored that you're able to be part of today's show, sharing your wisdom. And I hope all of us can achieve million dollar sales like you've achieved um, for for your company and for for everyone else that's listening. So thank you so much, Danny, for being on the show. We're just honored to have you, and uh, and hopefully all of us take away some incredible million dollar lessons from our million dollar leader. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And this was so much fun. Cheers. We'll see you on next week on wind down Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and show our team at CO school works extremely hard to bring you the best content, authentic conversations, and expert guests curated every single week to keep you leveling up in leadership business and in life. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating telling us what you enjoy the most. We will be sending CEO school swag for the next 100 reviews. So don't miss out. Write a review and send us a screenshot at podcast at theceoschool.co to claim your swag. Again, it's podcast at theceoschool.co to claim your swag. Thanks so much. We love having you here.